0: Welcome to Pop Culture Legends, a mini series from Digital Dissection, a nerd podcast. Pop Culture Legends explores the spaces in between mainstream and esoteric across the world of media. There's many unique stories across our favorite properties, and some aren't always well known. We hope you enjoy the spaces in between those spaces. Today's legend explores Tutankhamun's curse and how the idea of mummies and premature deaths have seemingly been around forever. Are the plagues of Egypt much more real than we think? Or are there simply coincidences across history getting too much credit? Join us as we risk our own personal health and possibly a hex on our families as we discuss this strange tale.
1: Mummies and curses have gone hand-in-hand for quite some time. If there's one thing that the 1932 and 1999 The Mummy films made quite clear, mummies are a pathway to vast riches, but if one isn't careful, curses and death also await. Whether it is Boris Karloff or Arnold Vosloo, and no, not Billy Zane, the idea of an unstoppable, malevolent mummy seems to be pretty standardized for now. It turns out, though, that a lot of this is due to one very significant mummy and former pharaoh, Tutankhamun. Tutankhamun was an Egyptian pharaoh ruling from 1332 BC to 1323 BC, during what's referred to as the 18th dynasty. This era of Egyptian history is typically referred to as the peak of power and influence. It was also notable as this time period featured two female monarchs, Hatshepsut and Nefertiti. The Bronze Age was the place to be, and Tutankhamun, a.k.a. King Tut, took up the mantle of Pharaoh at only eight years of age. Now, an important distinction, we won't even try to explain Tutankhamun's bloodline and all that fun royalty stuff. But just know that there's been a ton of research over the last 100 years if you're interested in more.
0: Pop culture, however, was dominated by King Tut, but not because any of the intense changes he made to Egypt and its religious and government structures. In 1922, British archaeologist Howard Carter actually discovered King Tut's tomb after 15 years of working for Lord Carnivron to discover noble burial sites. The expeditions for Carnivron excavated numerous tombs near Thebes, Egypt, and what is known as the Valley of the Kings. The Carnivron estate began the process of discovering lost Egyptian treasures as early as 1907. In working with representatives of the Egyptian Antiquities Service, trust was earned over the next 15 years, leading to more opportunities and locations to recover. Carter's involvement meant not only would history be rediscovered, but done so with the best modern archaeological processes known at the time. While some may consider it grave robbing, others saw it as a chance to preserve and find answers since Egyptian royalty had many gaps in genealogy and records keeping. You may actually recognize that the Carnivron name is who Evie and Jonathan Carnahan were named after in the 1999 Mummy reboot. Lord Carnivron's daughter, Evelyn Herbert, was actually present during these discoveries.
1: When King Tut's tomb was finally found in 1922, it was actually in the waning moments of Carnivron's funding. Despite finding tombs and some trinkets along the way, nothing had been found in the realm of lost royalty burial sites and major historical significance. That all changed when a young boy transporting water on the expedition discovered a secret stairway nearby to abandoned huts that the dig teams had overlooked earlier in their research. This stairway would actually lead directly to King Tut's tombs, vast riches and historical knowledge far beyond what the world knew at that point in time on the 18th dynasty. However, we're here to talk curses, and something very curse-ish began happening immediately after the tomb was opened. Lord Carnarvon himself would actually die of an in infection from a shaving accident on March 21, 1923, only five months after the initial discovery of King Tut. Apparently, this stemmed from cutting open a mosquito bite he suffered while traveling there. The illness immediately began taking over newspaper headlines, many of them referring to a supposed 3,000-year-old curse by opening the tomb.
0: It wasn't just Carnivron himself that caused people to believe in the curse, but other events that impacted associates and contributors to the excavation efforts. A paperweight given to a friend of Howard Carter named Bruce Ingram suffered his house burning down soon after receiving the gift. To make matters worse, once his home was rebuilt, a flood would then overtake the new house. The paperweight actually caused more pandemonium, as it included a bracelet with an inscription that read, Cursed be he who moves my body. To him shall come fire, water, and pestilence. Sounds pretty curse-riddled to us, but the paperweight was actually a mummified hand. So, be careful if you get something like that from a friend. Well, property damage definitely got attention. It was dismissed by Carter himself, who referred to it in the most 1920 ways possible, calling it a "Tommy rot. And in case you were wondering what that means, it's rubbish. But what happened next was a bit more serious than insurance claims.
1: Famously, three more people associated with the expedition died in the next five years following the discovery. This included George J. Gold I, A.C. Mace, and Captain Richard Bethel. Gold visited the tomb and died of a fever just over six months later in 1923. Mace would succumb to a lung infection in 1928, and Bethel was smothered to death in 1929. What's important to mention is gold wasn't a part of the actual discovery team, but Mason Bethel were both attached as Mace was an excavator and Bethel was a secretary to Carter. Bethel's father, however, named Lord Westbury would also die mysteriously falling seven stories to his death. He didn't actually visit the tombs themselves, but did keep artifacts given to him by his son during these expeditions. So in theory, It didn't matter if you opened the tomb, visited it, or had articles taken from it. The afterlife didn't seem to be very happy with you either way. However sensational it might have been at the time, there were a flurry of different responses from media and popular culture alike. Some believed fully in the curse, others believed in erring caution and to downplay the hysteria, but some even fielded a theory that it was the work of a serial killer.
0: The widest-held belief isn't necessarily that the curse itself actually had legs. The idea of Egyptian curses actually predated this era in world history. Jasmine Day, an Egyptologist who wrote specific findings in her book, The Mummy's Curse, Mummy Mania in the English-Speaking World, explained some of the content in an interview with Live Science. She went on to say, quote, My research uncovered forgotten American fiction stories from the 1860s in which male adventurers strip female mummies and steal their jewels, only to suffer a horrible death or dreadful consequences for those around them. These stories emphasize the unwrapping of mummies as a metaphor. In turn, this shocking comparison seems to condemn the destruction and theft of Egypt's heritage in the heyday of Western colonialism. End quote. The live science article she was quoted in also references the fascination with mummies and the curse being present after Napoleon led expeditions there. Even further, Dracula author, Bram Stoker wrote a novel called The Jewel of the Seven Stars, which also makes references to Egyptian curses and mummies. So at least in the literary and historical realms, the idea of attaching unexplained happenings to curses in this area of the world likely had more to do with fiction than anything.
1: Fortunately, however, studies have been handled in the years since that can hopefully clear this up for good. Mark Nelson of Monash University in Australia did a comprehensive analysis of 25 individuals who were either employed by Carnivron or visited the tomb and found that they averaged a lifespan of 70 years. And even for the time, this wasn't low compared to the median survival rate. In 2002, Nelson even confidently stated in the British Medical Journal that there is no evidence to support the existence of a mummy's curse. Even further, the analysis of the art and writings discovered in King Tut's tomb make no references of such things, so it had to have come from somewhere else.
0: So take what you will from the evidence. If you're involved with the mummy's excavation in any possible way, you're likely either to live into your 70s or die mysteriously. We hope you've enjoyed this episode of Pop Culture Legends, a digital dissection miniseries. Be on the lookout for future episodes as we explore the relative unknown, as some of pop culture's stories lie just outside mainstream periphery. Follow us on your social media of choice and tell us what you think. We'd love to hear from you in the comments or at digital dissection podcast at gmail.com. And until next time, keep on dissecting. And if you do disturb a mummy, leave us out of it.